Wow. 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 This, I cannot believe how real all of this looks. This is unbelievable. Hey, guys. And you guys are here. You guys, yeah. Matt and Nick, you're you're here and you're real. Yeah. And you look just like yourselves. This is crazy. Uh, Heather, what, uh, yeah. what do you mean? We're, we are real. And yeah, we yeah, are here. Real. You're here too. I mean, like, I, I, I cannot wait to get out of this and to tell both you, Matt, and you, Nick, in the real world that you guys are also in the game because it is blowing my mind right now. It is one for one, almost an ex- it, it, it's it's the same experience in virtual reality as I have in the in the, in the regular world. This is incredible. Okay, I see. Oh, hey, I see okay. what's going, Matt. What? Yeah. I see what's going on here. No, I. Oh, I see, I see what's going on here. I see what's going on here. You even sound like you. That's great. <laughs> yeah, this is. I know the issue. Yeah, Heather's dumb. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I think I think that's what's happened here. Is that if I if, if I could think of Heather. Yes. Have you had the experience of taking off the VR helmet within like a VR game? Okay, so I've been playing. I, I know we're covering a lot of games today. Super hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, probably some. Uh, probably talk source, blade and sorcerer. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, let me just say that when you take off the VR helmet in Super Hot, the world that they show you, the world they're rendering after that looks so real it's in it's cra- it's like being in the matrix it's crazy yeah yeah, yeah so okay you, this is what yeah you huh? got you're 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 having a false a false sense of reality truly you took off the vr helmet within the vr game but here you are now in real life thinking this is vr and it's not this is the Wait, real no, world no, no, Heather. No, 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 if no, i no, jump no, in front is... of this car right now i'll die for real but i'm not going to because this is the real world okay i'll do it Nick. Fucking jump in front of this shit right now. No, Nick. Why? No, Nick, I'm doing why? it. Nick, Nick wait, 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 wait. He point. just said we weren't yeah. in VR. Oh, my God. Fucking Nick is dead. Hey, I respawned. Okay, um, oh, so uh, you guys want to do the episode now? Home, oh, my God. <laughs> wait, so it's Matt. It's Matt doesn't know he's in VR. Yeah, Matt doesn't know. Matt's dumb. That's the oh, issue. Oh, God. <laughs> We block bullets and break blocks to the beat as we explore virtual reality this week on How Did This Get Played? VR edition. How did this get vrayed? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and willy wonkiest video games of all time. Okay. The third W, courtesy of at Domoitis. Submit yours at Get Played Pod, hashtag WWW. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with my co-host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, Bucket. Edge. Can I say, before yes. we before we get too far in... Just being able to say the dumb thing that we say, so much easier than coming up with a name that's like confusing, which I like to do. But when you can just say the right thing on one go and get it out, mama mia, that's a more. I love that. You're, you're talking because Hideo Kojember is in our a recent rear view. And scary. 
Yeah. We did two and of those you're right, you're right. We had two back-to-back months where yeah. we of uh, theme months where we had to come up with with uh with dumb silly thematically appropriate names. Yes. I want to know, you know, since subscriber numbers are on the decline and uh-huh. most Plummeting. of the comments, most of the comments on the uh the iTunes store are negative these days. I I wonder <laughs> how much of our uh, uh, initial the entry point into the podcast being so obtuse is yeah. the reason why people are shut are turning off the cast, changing the channel, yeah. switching to Fox News, uh, or what you know, whatever it is that you yeah subscribing so to Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I do have data that this show, um, not because of the content, but be just because of how mad they get. This show does red pill people. Like it does, <laughs> it does sort of then make them go the other way and sort of just be like, I'm sick of this. I don't, I don't like what they're doing. I'll tell you that. I'm hoping that with the Matrix, uh, the new Matrix entry on the horizon, that red pilling as in terms of of turning people, you know, uh, fascist, yes, is gonna go is gonna be replaced by its original meaning. I hope so. I can't wait to. I mean, just on that topic, I can't wait to fucking see this thing. I'm so. They stoked. might address that in the movie. I hope that's so. The, that's the kind of thing they could do. Yeah, it I'm feels like the trailer implied that because like taking a ton of red pills and having like triggering language in the trailer it felt like here we go let's reclaim this idea mm-hmm. but but i don't know also as a I, i'm a fan of wachowski films mm-hmm. and it has been harder and harder as time has gone on to to declare that because like i'm still in Camp Speed Racer, I am still sure. in Camp Cloud Atlas. Sure. I am not in Camp Jupiter Ascending. No. I am not in Camp Sense 8. Right. That's all right. Like, but that's like any sort of work, you know? Like, we don't stand by all of uh, a single creator's work. I can I can rarely think of uh, one that has stood the, te- the test of time uh, in yeah. terms of, like, just overall enjoyment. But The Matrix. Yeah, you're right. The Matrix fucking rocks. It does. That's the bottom. It's one of Ugh. the best. It's one of the best. Yeah. You heard it here first. We and you know what? <laughs> Thematically, the Matrix mm. is a concept very, very similar to some of the stuff we're going to be talking about on the show today. And that's proof that we do live in a simulation. Because mm. how could, why, why would we have been talking about that just as uh, a tangent? Right. Uh, with, the, to, with the current subject at hand, Devin left. It's yeah, true. Devin just signed off. I freaked him out. <laughs> he got blackpilled. <laughs> I I do want to before we get into the to, into our topic. I do want to, uh, to give a little tease, a, a video game style uh, announcement of an announcement, which is that we have very exciting news uh, that we'll talk about on our year end episode, which will release on December twenty seventh. Uh, about the future of this show in 2022 and beyond. It's nothing bad. It's stuff that's very good that we're very excited about. So you'll hear all that uh, on our year-end episode and what that means for our show moving forward. But right now, 
Well, right now, but before anything, start mm-hmm. generating the ideas of what that could be so that when yes. you hear the announcement, you can be disappointed. Yes. Or confused. <laughs> yeah. Like, really Create. set yourself up. Do, do what Star Wars fans do before any Star Wars movie comes out and decide what the plot is in your head. And then when you see the movie, be very upset that that's not what, what happened. Right. <laughs> Look for that. And yeah. right now, we're going to talk about VR. Whoa. But before we do that, we're going to talk about, before we talk about that particular uh, type happening? of gaming hell, what, what, what do we call VR? What, whatever, I guess some mm. people could, I, I consider it sometimes a, it, it, some people, people might be a little bit uh, spooked before and scared we, about what this port- portends for the future. Before mm-hmm. we descend into gaming Vrel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's you first go. time to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. And Matt Apodaca, why don't you tell us when to start? Go for it, Nick. I'm going to talk about a game I just started playing in lieu of another game that, that I was going to play. But, by the way, I should say uh, Heather is... <laughs> Fashioned, I believe, a hairpin as an old-timey mustache and was stroking it while I was talking. It was very, very distracting. Good. Very good. It was good. It was a good bit. <laughs> but I was thrown. Uh, I was going to play a VR game, and then I had a... Uh, Heather's doing it again. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I want to play something. Now Matt's doing it. Now Matt's on in the action. And I feel like I have to join using my headphone cable. <laughs> I was going to talk about Disco Elysium real quick, oh. uh, which is that I, I started playing this, uh, uh, not a VR game, um, just on my PC. This is a game that I've heard about since its release, and I knew it would be right up my alley, and I've got about, I put about three hours into it, and so I love good. it. It's so good. It's so great. good. It's, it's so, so good. Uh, it's it's kind of like a, you know, it's it's kind of like a, a, a an old school isometric Bioware RPG uh, mixed up with a point-and-click adventure game. It's like the combat's been oh, excised and in lieu of that. Anyway, it, it, it's really great, and maybe by the time this episode's out, uh, I'll have finished it. But um, I, I'm, I love it. It's great. And hey, I, I want- and it's an and it's Estonian developer, and uh, I, I'm uh, that's uh, my ancestral homeland on my father's side, Martin T. U. Weiger from Estonia. So there wow. you go. Do you that's think, really cool. Um, do you think you're liking it more uh, because of that? <laughs> One hundred percent. Yeah, you're 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 tied. You're like this is these are my people. Um, yeah, Weiger, I really want to know what your political build is in the game because okay. it feels like the game is, uh, it's politics and like conceptual, like it's how your brain works as a character. And I would, right. I'm fascinated with what your what what your build would be. Um, I have a charmless, thoughtful fascist. So. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, actually, I haven't dug too, t- dug t- gotten too deep into to the politics yet. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely kind of role playing this as kind of me, which is that a, a guy who doesn't have a lot of charisma but and is very scared but thinks everything through, probably overthinks everything. Uh, mm. I, so I don't, I don't have a PC yet. Um, would you recommend, like, do you think it's good enough to try on the other consoles that it's available on? Like, should I just, should I just get into it? Or do you think it's like a PC, like, get into it, get into it. Yeah. I think it's pretty, it's pretty platform neutral. I mean, it's, it's, it's point and click, but I, I, I imagine it, it controls fine on whatever. Okay. I think, I think if the three of us 
if I dove back into Disco Elysium and Nick's playing it and you play it, I feel like there's a future episode in that game because it is wow. great wow. and weird and fun. Maybe I won't yeah, start that. It's weird as shit. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it becomes a thing for work, it's like less <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> uh, well, there is something very interesting uh, that is for work that we're going to talk about, which is virtual reality. This work, VR. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I Sorry, that someone else more... grabbed the baton. Oh, no, no, no. So Do Matt you... and I got Oculus Quest 2s in the in recent memory, as you heard us talk about on the final Kojember episode. And Heather, you've been messing around with VR for some time. I also know that, uh, and, and I never got the, the PlayStation VR, the PSVR, but Heather, you had that as well, Yes. Yeah, did you did you expect I got to go back. I got to go back. Mm-hmm. Did you expect me to be like virtual reality is a simulated experience that can be similar or completely different to the real world? I'm taking this from Wikipedia. Applications of VR include entertainment, education, business, pornography, other distinct types of VR technology include augmented reality and mixed reality, sometimes referred to as XR. I've never heard that. I've never heard anybody refer to it as XR. Uh, Virtual reality in some form or another has been around since the 1970s when it was used in the military and medical institutions. Uh, There are there are headsets that NASA had in the mid 80s. And I remember being at the mall in like the late 90s and there was like some kind of VR experience then that just lagged really slowly behind your motion tracking of your head and you would just feel sick. And what you'd be staring at is a bunch of squares and circles and, and representing tanks. Uh, nowadays, virtual reality can be photorealistic or it can be, um, I don't know, gamey looking. Does that work? Right. Was Very, that what you wanted me to do, Nick? Did I drop the ball there? No, that, that I mean, that would have been clutch. But uh, no, I, I don't think we had We clearly established what that handoff was going to be exactly, because we're not talking about a specific game. We're, we're, we're being a little bit more conceptual yeah. uh, this week. And it should be stated, I didn't do anything to help either. So this, you know, we if there was a baton being passed, we both watched it hit the floor. And that's, that's you know, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because you were talking about it via how long VR has been around and has been in the zeitgeist, Heather, and... I just kind of find this odd because this isn't usually how technology progresses where there's a technology that was that was been talked about for a long time and is finally kind of coming to pass in largely the way that it was originally described and anticipated, if that makes sense. Like, it's not like you go back and you look in the 80s and everyone was talking. There's all this speculative fiction talking about how. How uh, talking about uh, like what what would end up being being smartphones or tablets? You know, mm-hmm. it's not like that was necessarily anticipated. But VR, I mean, they were making VR movies in the eighties and nineties. I remember watching Disclosure and Lawnmower Man, uh, Virtuosity, which was the one where it was like I think there was a virtual serial killer that was Russell Crowe that was uh, used as a training. Uh, like like he was like yeah, I think he was created as a, 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 a as like a training. Uh, uh, a character uh, in as an avatar of evil 
in like a police, uh, you know, training sort of a VR experience. And then he escaped to the real world. That was a, tro- a trope at the, uh, at the time. Certainly Strange Days, which we saw elements of and with the brain dances in Cyberpunk 2077. Like it's like like when you see how VR was conceptualized in a lot of these earlier in its earlier forms. And, and then you mess around with it today. It's like. Oh yeah, that's kind of just what they said was going to happen. It's it's a little it's a little different, but it's largely delivered on the expectation. Yeah, no, I I mean I worked at a video game store was my very my very first job was working at a video game store, like an electronics boutique. And we got in a not a virtual reality helmet, but like a uh, a pair of glasses that you could watch 3D content on, like out of your VCR. And then Mm -hmm. you could buy an optional head tracker and watch 360 videos and it would track your head movement. And it looked just like the VR helmets look today. Um, But it was useless. Like there was nothing was made for it. It was very, very, like... Um, part, part. I mean, this is an open secret that like at Electronics Boutique, you were just allowed to open product and bring it home and play it and then put it back in the product of the, the thing and shrink wrap it again. Wow. So that you could then talk to employee or customers. The employees could talk to customers and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I've played this game and it's great. So you were encouraged to take home the stuff play it and then you'd be an expert when people came in to ask you about it. It would I I assume it would be like if you, if you were using Android phone at the Genius Bar, like people would be like, "Well, I got a question about my Apple thing." You'd be like, "I don't know what." I'm anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I I had one of these things and got to bring it home and 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 use it and other than the demo tape, there was nothing. But the promise, right. the potential was like, oh, someday you'll be able to like sit in a place and look all the way around you. And now you can. Now you can. And and there also that makes me think of of the era, Heather, uh, one of the biggest hardware flops of all time that you have talked about your experiences with on the podcast. But the virtual boy, which was maybe the first attempt at a mainstream consumer version of a VR headset. Yeah, I have a virtual boy to my left. As we're recording this podcast in a blockbuster video hard case. Wow. uh, For storage, because it was the best way to store it. And if you went to Blockbuster and rented one of these machines, you've got like a suitcase that you would bring home and then set up this thing on your on your tabletop. And once COVID ends in like the year 2028, 2029, we will uh, all gather around and we'll play VR in the or we'll play the virtual boy together, but it does not deliver on the promise of virtual reality in any way. It is a disgusting, <laughs> sickening experience yeah. that makes you feel it makes you feel bad for liking video games the longer you keep your head pressed into its glasses. Because Matt, you were born, yeah. I think, really close to the release of the virtual boy. Yeah. Do you know? Have you ever played one? I think, yes. Well, I think I've mentioned this before because I'm reading here that the Virtual Boy came out uh, in 95, and that's five years after my birth. Um, and I I remember being at like a day camp, you know, just like a daycare that I was at, um, uh, you know, just hanging out with other kids, like right. all that stuff, eating ju- drinking juice, uh, eating cookies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, just like while my parents were at work, like during, you know, 
uh, the week. And there was a virtual boy there. And I was like, what is this? And I put my face in it. And immediately was like, this sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I was already interested in video games at that point. So, like, the idea that um, this new video game thing I'd never seen before couldn't grab the attention of a child who was already interested uh, mm-hmm. just seemed like, yeah, they made a, they made a mistake. They, ma- they, didn't, they missed the mark on this thing. Because I and it, was it were they were they pixel graphics or were they vector graphics? Because I know it was just two color. It was just black and red. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was black and red. Black yeah. being yeah. the negative space, red being the positive space. I, I think the and, game that I saw was the the tennis one. There was a tennis okay. game for it. I think. Um, so, and I was just like, even thinking about that, I was like, why would that be the thing? <laughs> like, why yeah, would it, why would it be that? It really the the difference between the gulf between the virtual boy and you know um and uh, and today's VR hardware it it's basically like an Atari twenty six hundred I mean cruder than that honestly but but it, it's it's basically like the difference between an Atari twenty six hundred and a PlayStation five it's like it's 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 gigantic I wonder the- if the current head headsets can can run or can operate uh virtual boy like emulators i wonder oh man i'm sure if that doesn't already exist that's coming the the virtual boy came out at 179 dollars the oculus quest 2 is 299 right mm-hmm. yes. yes so for a hundred bucks more roughly you get a fully and also that's equivalent to 315 bucks in today's money right so it's it at the time more expensive than the Oculus Quest. Yeah. Only 770,000 of them were sold. It's the lowest selling Nintendo system of all time and the next highest is still 13.6 million, which is the Wii U. <laughs> Man. <laughs> if, I can't wait. I can't wait for us to cover it on the show. It's ugh. It gets hot. It like it like singes itself to your face like while you're wearing it. And you, then you're stuck in this black and red world. I'll say I, I get a little hot doing playing these VR games because you have to move around a little bit. Mm. You break a sweat a little bit. And that's a thing that that I think is going to be a a little bit of a stumbling block for mainstream acceptance beyond like first off you have some people who get motion sick i thankfully have not gotten particularly motion sick although i haven't done a lot with smooth motion Mm -hmm. uh in terms of you know moving a character in the vr world i understand that's one of the things that can most trigger people to uh you know uh, uh, get sick but i but i do find it like okay you have to you know what a lot of times to play these games properly you have to be standing you have to be upright this is not like a couch hobby this is a thing that's a little bit more active and you know hey i have to physically turn my body to because this is my field of vision is now 360 degrees i have to you know i have to look everywhere uh for potential obstacles or or enemies and that's another thing i need to be conscious of so uh and and some of these games require like like i've hey i've got to squat or I've got to lean left or lean right, you know, like like these are these are physical acts which make these thing that make VR uh, gaming, at least in its current form and at least for certain games, just like a little bit less accessible than couch gaming on a TV or on a yes. computer. That's really true. It's also 
space prohibitive. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I, I have, I have half of a garage for VR space and that's an enormous amount of space. And it's not real. It's like five steps in each direction. You know, it's not huge. Yeah. And that's not when you're playing a a VR game, you don't want to have to reset where you're standing every five steps. So I also think that even if you have the um, the capacity to play a VR game, there's still there's still constraints on the format that lock you into a less than ideal play space. Or yeah, playing yes. experience. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, a big part of that, I think, is just living in an apartment. Go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, yeah, no, uh, there's this, like, sort of, like, uh, like I'm trying to describe what it's like. It's like a uh, like a sliding closet door right here, sort of. It has, like, sort of a cabinet sort of, like, element to it. It's very thin is what I'm, is, uh, mm-hmm. like, what I'm trying to say. Uh, and the other day I was playing it and I was like, I almost, I felt like I almost put my fist through it. I was like, this then would be good. One, I'm renting. Two... Uh, I just can't, that's I don't I, I don't have the space to like go nuts. But the game that I was playing, which we'll talk about a little in a little bit, I got so close to it and I did, I ignored the barrier because I was you know it, that's a good thing about it is that when you're in the thing, it sort of tells you like, hey, you're kind of encroaching on your barrier a little bit. Back up. Yes, I was still like too bad throwing a punch uh, at this at, at this guy and then just like punched the thing closed. Like and it was like oops, and I got to take a step back and reset like where I'm looking and point the other way. Cause I had more space the other way. I should have been playing the other way. That I, game, I had the same experience. Go yeah. on, Heather. Me too. Me too. Did we all have the same experience? Can we just launch into talking about super hot? Please. All right. Well, super hot VR super hot was originally a game released uh, for windows and Linux in 2016. Uh, Xbox one PlayStation four in 2017. Oculus Quest in 2019. Other games that were released in 2016 include Overwatch, Uncharted 4, Firewatch, Dark Souls 3, and my personal favorite, Final Fantasy 15, The Camping Simulator. Uh, <laughs> Super Hot is a first person shooting game where when the player character moves, which in VR is you, when you move, time moves with you. And your objective is to kill a bunch of people in your space by planning out what moves you're going to do. You have guns, you have psychic powers, and you have um, objects in your space that you can use in order to disarm your opponents, stop bullets, uh, and otherwise incapacitate your enemies. Um, It's fucking awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it it rocks. It's, it's a incredible. cool experience. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And I will say that I I do think I would be interested in the perspective of someone who played the original non VR version and then moved on to this because it's completely different levels apparently. Oh. Um, and I never played I never played Super Hot on PC. Uh, without the VR hardware, but but I do feel like on ramping into that game because it is an interest, it is a novel mechanic. The idea that when your character moves, that's when the time passes. Otherwise, you're just sort of frozen and you can look around. But as far as like getting that into your bones, when you're also like as I am, just learning how to play VR games, 
it was like kind it was like like this is like kind of a lot to take in i found um it took it certainly took me a little bit to sort of like you know make my way through the early levels and start to uh figure out how this this thing actually works mechanically whether like me turning in place and just changing where i was looking qualified as movement or not you know um uh, but that said, it's it's really cool, and I really like the aesthetic, and I really like just like the the power fantasy. I so I have not run into my wall yet. Even playing that sword and or blade and sorcery game where I'm just constantly murdering people never hit mm-hmm. my wall, <laughs> and that's because the grid that appears at least on the Valve Index is very very clear in your space while you're using the games. Like it's, it's a bright neon grid, but in super hot, it is so similar to the color of the actual game environment Mm. that for the first time, I just fully bashed my head against the wall trying to dodge a bullet, like full, like full, uh, like not probably could have knocked my could have knocked myself out if i'd been moving faster thankfully the game is designed to encourage you to move slow but wow it was shocking yeah yeah i had so my experience with this was uh with with a minor personal injury while playing this game and yeah i will say that on the oculus quest 2 it's it's similar it has like the grid is very very apparent i didn't see it sitting in with the environment as much that wasn't the issue like i knew i was close to the grid it was just sort of like also i was just trying to do something and didn't realize exactly where i was positioned but i like i was like i was like punching like matt you know you you physically will punch um uh holding one of the uh the controllers uh to to interact with you know to, to dispatch an enemy in this game and i hit something with my hand not not hard enough to like really hurt myself but just to notice like i'd hit something and i was like oh i just punched my webcam and i pulled my headset off and i was positioned 90 degrees from where i thought i was facing and i actually punched uh the handlebar of my uh, my stationary bike that i have in the office oh my god and and it was such a thing and that was just such a moment of like Wait, how I how did I lose my sense of space so much? Like, how am I in a place that I'm in the room that I spend probably the most time in? Uh, that's not my bedroom. Your, your like, only ha- room. It's your only room. I'm in my only room. I'm in my cell. Um, and <laughs> but I'm still like I've compl- like just by putting this headset on, I'm completely disoriented myself. I have no I, I like I have no sense of space anymore. It was very strange. And I don't have the biggest play area, but I have like six by six, which I think is more than a yeah. lot of people will be able to you know uh, carve out in their their residences yeah weird flex but okay but i i i sort of six was feet like, by six feet you know just kind of for, <laughs> for me and vr i not everyone has that i have it i sort of <laughs> <laughs> kind of like if i laid down flat uh in one direction yeah yeah it's like the length of my body and then if i also laid down flat in the other direction that's well, kind you of know it must be nice uh, but <laughs> I mean, I'm a little long. I'm a little, I'm like six foot one. So you'd have to like carve an inch off of that. But it's roughly, roughly how much space. Probably carve an inch somewhere else too. But um, (laughs) I, I think the thing about super hot, you get lost in that because. (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. So the thing about super hot, yes. <laughs> the, thing, 
I think because the environment is so um, basic and so, like, it's all white. You can see yes. the outlines of certain shapes and stuff and different things that might be in the quote-unquote, like, room that you're in. But it's very white. And so, like, I think that tr- that's enough to trick your brain to be like, I'm somewhere else completely because sure. this is not my real world anyway. Um, but there's also, I kind of... While I was playing super hot, I was like, I wish I had the room to be like, I wish I was in like an empty, um, like, em- like an empty store, like or something like that. Which is like, I just like a like an unlimited space on like a basketball court or something, right? And just like could go because there's stuff. I was noticing that there was like stuff, like way beyond my. Um, like field of vision, but also like my field of reach also. And I was like, how would I even get that dart? That's like in this dart board. That's so far outside of my, um, my grid, I would need more space. And so like, I would, then I was thinking, Oh, I bet you that's tied to some sort of achievement, like get a bullseye, like on the dart or whatever on the dart board. I'm like, that'd be really a, a cool thing to do. But it's like, again, back to the space, I just don't have enough space to do something like that. But with this game too, I was like, uh, I mentioned this last week, but my girlfriend has a bunch of videos of me just like, like truly like ducking, dropping to my knees. Like, like, like I'm in some sort of like action movie. Um, And then like also me like being afraid, like, like pretty much screaming because I turned around and somebody had a gun in my face and just being like, ah, like, and just like, and then done. And then you have to start, the loop over again, try to go through all that stuff. It's a very disorienting feeling um, to um, take a to, to take a bullet. It's it's very yeah. strange. I do find that I do find that quite like uh, genuinely scary to yeah. have like a like a bullet flying towards you with you know like a red tracer behind it, and then yeah. it can like basically go into your face, and then that means you, you failed a a, a mission. Yeah. It's like it's it's just a it's just an odd feeling. It feels very different than d- even just playing an FPS game on a on a monitor. Yeah. Or a TV. You uh, guys know you can catch the bullets with a gun. Yeah. So I just learned a, keep going. If you keep a gun in your hand, you can just tap the bullets out of the air and then they can't hit you. So just all I would keep a gun an empty gun mm-hmm. in my left hand always and Good just strategy. tap bullets. Yeah. As they were arriving and then be using everything else in the environment with my right hand. But you're saying like it doesn't reload the gun. That's not what you're saying. No, no, no. You can just tap them out. Like, yeah, like they they if the the only thing that can't be destroyed by the bullets is the front end of the gun. So, yeah, after contorting myself a bunch and uh, dodging bullets, which is a cool feeling. It is cool to be able to dodge a bullet. uh, I. I. like I, I looked up a guide and, and just looked for some tips. I was actually honestly looking for tips on how to throw things because I was like, ah, fuck, I can't figure out how the, the trick to throwing things. And then all the guides were just like, don't bother throwing things. <laughs> yeah, it's, it like doesn't work well. It's hard. But, uh, but I learned that you, if you you have like a shuriken or something, you can use that to deflect bullets. So I was like, oh, that's cool. That means I have to to move less. I can just just do that. Um, 
but yeah, so so basically, like it's it's this minimalist white environment where with there there's you're kind of getting the outlines of objects, and you know you could you could physically take cover behind things, and then like like weapons that you can interact with or or objects that you can use like a like the aforementioned shurikens or guns or or like bottles. Uh, those are are like more of a, like kind of a blue gray you know black sort of look to them. Those they pop in the environment a little bit more, yes. and then your enemies generally are. Uh, red and it's all got like an intentionally sort of low polygon look to it uh you know it looks it looks very playstation one sort of early 3d uh a cruder than that but it, it looks cool it looks stylish yeah it's it's i don't remember if i said this last week when we were sort of lightly talking about vr but it is sort of what i've always wanted a video game to be like hmm. just like the idea that I'm doing this and I can get in there and I'm like John Wick or something and I'm actually doing it and just like and going nuts and like catch like throwing a shuriken at somebody with a gun, their gun flying toward me, grabbing it out of the air and then turning cool. and like shooting somebody behind me with it is yeah. unbelievably satisfying. So, so fun. Um, probably a horrific uh to achieve in real life. Um, but in this game, I'm like, this is like the, I, I love it. It's like the most fun I've had playing a game uh, in so long. I finished it. I finished super hot. I played all the way through it. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not super no. long. I'm not saying that to diminish your, your achievement, but no. it's, um, but it, like, uh, it's, it's still like, it does ramp up in difficulty. Yeah. There's some sequences that I was like having to do a ton, but then like, I would I I sort of like developed this strategy where I would like intentionally fail a little bit mm -hmm. like cuz I'm just like let me just look around. Let me move and look and see like what happens like so I can sort of be like okay like so somebody comes in from over there, somebody comes in from over there. That person has a gun and this one doesn't. So I'm going to like focus my energy over here and then you learn oh somebody else is coming from another way. Um but I I I think I might have described it like this last week too but uh, it's it's like a full body puzzle sort of where you're sort yes. of just putting your whole shit in like this environment. You're like, okay, here's the puzzle. Clear this stage. How do you use your own body to do it? And I am just like, now I'm like a fiend. I want another game that's exactly like this. <laughs> or I'll just play Super Hot again. Um, it sort of made the purchase of uh the oculus quest uh two to me just like absolutely worth it I, I i loved it it's like a game that i can't really show people though because there's such there's such a barrier of it would take several minutes it would take an hour for them to get oriented to vr in general and then be like yeah. okay now you got to try this whereas there's probably other things that we tried that are a little more accessible for people that can just put it on and pick it up blade and sorcery is yeah endless this except yeah. for uh i don't i there might be a slow motion toggle but it's just waves of people each of them has a different weapon you can pick up their weapons you can grab their weapons out of the out of out of out of their motion you can just punch them with your hand i mean it's it is super hot with with unlimited then you can also use magic it's the same sort okay. of experience um I had an a, a, a thing that happened to me in Super Hot that um, ha I've never gone so hard over the crest of a joke 
which was the first thing I did when I was able to grab a gun was shoot myself. Yeah. Because I thought it was funny. Yeah. Yes. But then realized immediately after I did it, nobody saw the joke. And then yeah. it just felt grim. This is for nobody. It was for nobody. It was for nobody. I was like, I wonder if, because like as soon as they give you a gun, you're like, what can you do with it? Yeah. And so like I shot the guy in front of me and then immediately <laughs> shot myself. <laughs> And it's it, like giving yeah, yourself you can, a hot foot. It's just yeah. like, wait, there's no witnesses. What do you do this for? But yeah, Matt, you 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 talked up this game a lot before uh, before I picked it up, and it fully delivered. Yeah, absolutely like, delivers. I, you, it, it if we if this was a normal episode and we were giving scores to this game, I'd give it a ten out of ten because I wouldn't even. What could you other than more of it? Yes. What could you want? Like it's completely perfect well when you complete the game too it unlocks other modes where you can go back to your favorite sequences and do those or you can do they have an endless mode and you can just play it until you're tired <laughs> like you can just do it as for as long as you want and that's like i'm gonna that's where i'm gonna get stuck that's where yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna get stuck in there that's going to be your matrix? That's going to be my matrix. That's I'm just going to be in there. And, just be, and truly, dodging bullets, stopping them. Uh, I'm not sure how far you guys are, but then there's like another cool thing that you're able to do that is like a, is a very satisfying thing also. Um, and a neat variety of weapons, too, that like honestly, like, um, you know, I guess they're standard sort of like action movie guns, but like they're all they all work it differently and they all feel fun, to, fun to use. Yeah, it has a different feeling when it just yeah. you're interacting with it in in this way, and it's it's just less abstract. It's like what Heather was talking about in term with I think in reference to Blade and Sorcery on a previous episode. Yeah, of just like you're basically doing the thing. You are you are ta- you are taking someone's knife and stabbing them with it. Yeah, you know it's 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 not pressing buttons. It's doing the act. Yeah, or at least it feels like that. There's a version of it now in Oculus Quest too, and like, honestly, like now I'm just gonna. Now that I have a a taste for for blood, I'll I'll, I'll get that next and, and see what that's like. Uh, we should say that, I, I, and I, and for anyone who's you know maybe doesn't have VR hardware and is curious and is not sure where like where to begin. So like uh, like the Oculus Quest of uh, just to talk about this one because that's what Matt and I have. It has its own ecosystem and its own app store. So you don't need any additional hardware to play it. Like like it's like the it's like a the uh, you know you don't have to have a PC that you can connect it to in order to play these games. You can just get them off of uh, the Oculus App Store and and then just play them off of. Uh, the 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 uh, the headset itself. That said, you can link it to the PC and stream games and content from it, and you can do that wirelessly. And I've done that a little bit, and it's pretty. It, uh, it's it's not too complicated. I mentioned this in the previous episode. Uh, as long as you have a decent connection, uh, you can also do a wired connection, I, I did, which is you know obviously going to be most stable. But you know if you just want to if you want to play some games then in Steam VR or whatever, uh, you have that option of of doing it that way. Whereas I have the uh, Index, the Valve Index, mm-hmm. and I'm using the Steam VR store in order to download my VR experiences. 
And I got, you know, I got the gaming PC so that we could cover more games on this podcast. I have yet to play other than XO1, which is, by the way, just came out. Fantastic fucking game uh, with a where you play as like a little UFO. And it's a different form of locomotion than I've ever experienced in a game. It's really, really great. Um, But other than that game, every other gaming experience I've played on my PC has been VR. I got to get one. I got to get a PC because I just I'm being I'm being locked out. I'm being locked out of some things. I'm you're you're definitely going to be you're definitely missing out. But I'm trying to think of like what the big VR killer apps are that aren't. Uh, already on the Oculus store. I mean, Half-Life Alex is the big one, and that's yeah. what, that was honestly like the the main motivation of me play, me getting a, a VR headset. Half-Life um, Alex is a 2020 virtual reality first-person <laughs> shooter developed and published by Valve. Other games that came out in 2020 included Animal Crossing, The Last of Us Part Two, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Ghost of Tsushima as well as Miles Morales, Valhalla, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Guys, have either of you played Half-Life Alex? So I mentioned earlier that I started playing Disco Elysium. And my my plan was like, okay, I'm going to mess around with some, I'll mess around with Super Hot. I'll I'll mess around with Beat Saber and I'll just sort of get oriented with this thing. And then I'm jumping into Half-Life Alex. That's the reason I bought this fucking thing. But as I talked about, like getting genuinely kind of scared by some of the experiences I had in Super Hot, I was like, man, I don't know if I could handle Half-Life Alex right now. I think I might need to just get a little bit more comfortable with VR conceptually and VR gaming before I play this because I'm going to get shot at and there's going to be uh, monsters and shit. I so I am not very far into Half-Life Alex. I had some mm-hmm. driver issues. That's, you know, the fucking thing about having a PC is yeah. who knows why something doesn't work. And then you figure it out. Um, okay, so real quick, Heather, I, I had some driver issues uh, getting an Uber from LAX. Uh, sorry, continue. I had some driver issues too. Uh, Adam won't leave me alone. All right, Heather, uh, keep going. Uh, okay. I have some driver issues. Mini rear-ended me. <laughs> That's a twofer. <laughs> Devin pointed at me. He loved it. <laughs> driver? I barely even knew her. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> ear, ear, ear. <laughs> oh, boy. We well, all get swatted right now. <laughs> <laughs> even though it's in record. Like yeah. somehow somebody just knows. Um, so I I have not made it very far into this game. And it is it is boggling that there is no other way to play it because it's extremely good very 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 fast mm-hmm. like you, the first thing that happens is you're looking out at the most high fidelity vr environment that you've ever seen it is it's incredible sense of place and with the index you've got i don't know if that's how it works with the uh, with the oculus handsets but it's you know each individual finger is controllable mm-hmm. so you can go up to I, I i must have for like 20 minutes 
you go into a house and there's a, a window with some, um, I don't know, math drawn on it or something. Yeah. And there's pens on the bottom of the window and you pick them up with your fingers and you start drawing on the window for if you, I mean, if it occurs to you to do it and it's, it's this, you're present in the thing and all you're doing is drawing on a window. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Like I, I got to play it. I cannot wait to play it tomorrow. I cannot wait to play it the next day. It's awesome, Nick. You, it, you I'm, ah, it's so good. I, I, I got to just do it. I mean, I love the Half-Life franchise so much. I know I'll love it. Um, <clears throat> I, I, the, the, the Oculus does not have that many points of articulation where you can control individual fingers. There are a couple of triggers on each of the, uh, you know, uh, each of the controllers that you hold, but that's basically it. So I imagine it's a little bit more limited in terms of what you can do. Although it is supported if you can, if you're playing it on on PC VR uh, for the Oculus. It's also, you know, I feel like the Half Life games were revolutionary because of the way the environment worked, um, and this is a, an extension of that. And so the first, you're on a you're on a balcony with a bunch of garbage when you start the game and all you want, all you do is pick up. I mean, all I did was pick mm-hmm. up stuff and throw it off the balcony and see if how it interacted with stuff off in the distance. And it, if you threw a glass bottle and it hit something hard, it would shatter off. Like it, it's, cr- I, I know that you said you were upset, Nick, from being inside of a house, inside of a house, inside of a house. Yes. There was, I felt upset because I wanted so much for it to just be. Mm -hmm. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Sure. Like to be, like I I felt a a huge loneliness that nobody else existed in the world. And then also just like a sadness that I would never actually be in this space. Wow. It was, it's. I, I feel like the future of video game po- podcasts is also going to have to be philosophy because there's like something that I want to express that I don't have words to be able to do. Yeah. You know? There is and like... I, no, you go. I I can gush about a game like Death Stranding or whatever and, and I'll be able to be like, oh, it's like this and this. But with this, I don't have any... I don't have the, I don't have the capacity to describe the emotional psychological experience of being sad mm-hmm. while playing a mm-hmm. game. Yeah, right? Like it is cuz it's like I don't know. I I'm I'm just thinking about like games that I've played that have made me sad before, right? That's different, right? Yeah. Because that Every is Every Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it will Donald won't ever heal me. <laughs> uh, no but like even games that are sad like you know, like the last of us 2 or like even like what remains of edith finch or whatever those games are des- are, de- are designed to do that to tell you a story that um you know tugs at your heartstrings in certain ways but in the same way that like super hot is like an adrenaline adrenaline rush because you're putting your whole self into it Putting right. your whole self into like a, a, a world that isn't exist is it is that is a a lonely that must be lonely that is that is uh, interesting I had I had not thought of that um, that yeah now I'm like what the what even is this <laughs> this 
this is the episode where all of us just have like breakdowns. <laughs> We're just describing. I'm like, oh man, I saw a window and it was beautiful, and there was a bird outside the window, and then I was, I took off the helmet and just wept in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> we had a sweet experience here. With my Oculus, we had uh, my girlfriend's dad over, who's 83, uh, wow. and he was legitimately very interested in it. He's, like, very, like, um, like up-to-date on technology. Like, he's very, like, he'll go to the Apple store when a new the new phone comes out, and he or he'll get the new phone, and he'll take those classes that when you go to the Apple store, you're like, who would do this? He goes and learns everything. He knows more about like iPhones than me. He'll know how to fix something. Um, so he wanted to try it out. And he was just like, he couldn't believe it. He just was like, he could not believe what he was actually seeing. And it was just the demo. Like the demo of like picking up a fake paper airplane and throwing it. He right. said like, wow. Like he was, he was like blown away by it. And he had the, he had less, um, uh, we had him sitting down because we were just like, maybe this isn't something that an 83-year-old should be doing standing up. Like, we were just like, you, you should sit for this because um, it just might be, like, disorienting overall. Um, and he was like, it hurts my hand because he's, like, arthritic, but he was still like, I... He, he loved it, and he wanted to keep doing it uh, until... Uh, I don't think he cared for the robot. He was like, this isn't, we're not, we're done with this. He's like, okay, I get, he's like, I, I see what it can do. Um, and he, he loved it though. He thought it was really, really uh, interesting. And just that, like the idea that, yeah, like that just like generationally that somebody could experience that and like have no frame of reference before. Like, Hey, check this out. Just like rock their entire world with it. It for like 10 minutes. He loved it. Yeah. That is also what happened with my dad, mm -hmm. who uh, when he was in town, I put him in my index and I let him play Brink Traveler, you which is him in there? the uh, yeah, <laughs> in a virtual I world. I trapped him in a virtual. He he died in real life, so he died in the game. <laughs> but uh, I, I put him in. Um, Brink Traveler, which I've talked about before on the podcast, it's just like a nat a national park experience and all my dad said over and over again was first he was like i know where this is yes. i'm at i'm at the horseshoe i'm at the horseshoe and he's like yelling it mm -hmm. and then he was just like wow wow like over that's all he said yeah. over and over again and like carefully walked over to the edge of whatever the canyon is where you where the game begins and looked over the edge and my mom and I watched him, you know, sort of shuffling around in the garage and I could track him on the monitor. And he's just like, unbelievable. Wow. And then he took off the helmet wow. at the end and he was like, not teary eyed, but he was moved. And he was like, that was the most beautiful place I've ever been. Wow. And I was like, oh, no, what are we do? What are we <laughs> All of the red flags are there. Like, yes, we know this is bad and we are just making it better and better and better. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I but I don't know because I'm I, I'm also like and first off, both of your your testimonials there are amazing to hear and just convince me to take my Oculus uh, quest to down to the family uh, when I see them over the holidays just to see what my, my mom and dad have to say about it. I'll clear my browser history first. Uh, but the um, 
but you might want to Windex I, it too. <laughs> but I think there's I think there's an aspect of it. Yeah, there there is certainly a dystopian side of of uh, of you know what are we what are we doing recreating these creating these realities these alternate realities where our own realities are so you know broken and dysfunctional I can kind of see that but I think there's also maybe something of I'll just speak to my own experience. I I have a, a terrible fear of heights. Mm. Like I have a hard time even like walking over a, a footbridge, you know. And I I put on some YouTube VR videos because there's a YouTube VR app you can uh, you oh, have I that bet has you a did. yeah has a yeah, bunch of content. Sure it was okay, YouTube. Right. Anyway, so the stepmom thinks she's home alone, but then, <laughs> then she gets stuck in the dryer. <laughs> what? Very specific case. Oh, I get it. Um, I get it. I get it. Okay. So I had the, so, uh, no, I was watching just like, it, it was, it was just like flybys of, uh, of, of like nature stuff. And so like, it was basically like the perspective of, of it was, I should have written down what the video was. The perspective of it was, it was very high and it was like looking over like a Canyon and looking, you know, looking around and like, you're controlling, you are the camera. Your, 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 your frame of view is uh, your field of view is like where you're looking. So, you know, I was, I, it honestly made me feel it didn't give me the vertigo feeling that I was expected. It honestly made me feel more control in control and safer. And oh. this is, this is not a, de- it's not that my, my fear of heights is like a debilitating thing at all. It's like, yeah. it's very manageable, but I do wonder if it might have some, if some VR experiences might have some therapeutic value. I wonder if there could be something to, you know, whether it's immersing someone in an experience uh, to, to get over a fear or whether it's just like, hey, here's a calming environment you can be in that can be just mm. like a treatment for your anxiety, you know, uh, and, and escape from the, from the world that you're uh, that you're maybe stressed out by. I don't know. I mean, I'm just that's just me speculating based on my own messing around with it. Yeah, if you if you were the ruling class and you wanted to create a pacifier which would keep the populace from uh, full open revolt, the thing yes. you would create would be VR, and you'd be like, "Hey, do you have anxiety? Because the world we've all made together is hell. Then why don't right. you just sit in a nice fake garden for a little bit, as opposed to having access to the actual garden, which I own. So in that in that way, I think you're right." Nick, I think that that there are some nice applications that will make people feel better because yeah. we live we're in hell. Yeah. We're in, and that, we're in hell. that's basically that's basically my politics in Disco Elysium. So <laughs> <laughs> it all tracks. <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's it's real. That that is the other aspect of it. It was just like it's I, I think we we saw I think I, I I sent around an image. It was just like it was from one of those subreddits that's just dedicated to the collapse of society, of which there are a bunch, and I'm I'm subscribed to all of them. Yeah, uh, but it was just like it was a snapshot of someone just like on a street, obvi- on the street, obviously distressed, and they were wearing a, a VR headset. Yeah, like it was just like it was just like is that where we're headed? Is that like you know, are we going to start seeing more of that? Of just hey, I'm I, I, I are we going to see like the fucking snow crash or I guess the grimmer? What's more dystopian, snow crash or Ready Player One? Ready Player One is kind of grim, just in terms of uh, you know, like the world that it's saying is yeah. going to to exist. It's grim, that, that but then into. you get to be friends with the Iron Giant. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) In a sense, it's kind of exactly what Heather was describing. It's just like, hey, there's this just escape into fucking juvenilia uh, because this uh, everything's so fucking broken. I think. I don't know. So I think 
there. Okay. Well, hmm, no, I'm on the fence about it. I'm having I'm having thoughts in real time, and that doesn't make for an interesting podcast. Uh, when <laughs> I get to go to the Mona Lisa at the Louvre in VR, I think that that is awesome, and I think that that is what you're talking about, Nick. It's it's yeah providing access to people that don't have access, and that's awesome. Um, there's also a Smithsonian Museum app. There's a uh, Notre Dame VR experience uh, that I think Ubisoft made. Like, there's a lot of that stuff, and I think that's great. I'm I'm a little I'm a little nervous that we're we're telling people that in order well maybe I'm not you know what fuck it just fucking go for it let's get there let's go <laughs> let's get into VR and never come out one step closer to befriending the Iron Giant. <laughs> Can we talk about Beat Saber real quick? Beat Just Saber. It... Beat Saber is a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> was a game released in uh, the year 2019. Other games that were released in 2019 include Control, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Fire Emblem Three Houses, The Outer Worlds, and podcast darling Death Stranding. Death Stranding. <laughs> wow. Death Stranding. Uh, Beat Saber is a virtual reality rhythm game published by Czech game developer Beat Games. It's been released for the PlayStation 4, Microsoft Windows, and Oculus Quest. Uh, it is a game in which you use lightsabers to hit objects that are synchronized to sound. And that's it. Yeah, there's not a lot to it. It's a rhythm game, but it is like kind of like a workout. It, it's kind of, for me, it kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, it's like Wii Sports plus Guitar Hero, basically. It's, mm. it's you know, it's a very it's a very elementary rhythm game, but you do have to move around physically. I talked about ducking earlier. That's a thing you have to do in this game. And I, I also said, I also mentioned both of those games, Wii Sports and, and Guitar Hero, because it gets similar sort of vibes in terms of, I think this is going to get a lot of people. This will be what, like, the first thing people play in VR. I think for some people, they're going to be like, wow, that's going to be the proof of concept, the killer app that makes them be like, wow, this VR thing is is pretty awesome. This is really cool. Uh, but I I kind of, it's uh, also as I was playing through it, I was like, this is like all there is. Like, I, like, it wasn't a sort of thing where I was like, okay, I see that this has a, I'm sure people will, be, will keep playing this and, and beating world records for years to come. Uh, but I also kind of played it a little bit and was like, okay, I see what this is. Like, I, I, I know this is a rhythm game in VR and it's very cool, but I, I don't know how, uh, how much I'm going to invest into this. I bought songs. <laughs> I, um, cause I think that it is, it is like, it might be flash in the pan sort of thing in the grand scheme, like for us, because we're going to play other games on it and stuff. Sure. But like that to me is the game that I'm going to show people what, uh, like what Beat Saber or what Oculus can do. Uh, Fully agree with you. It's going to be like the thing that's like the most accessible thing. And like then that it'll just be like a party game uh, when, when COVID's over in, uh, in, in 2028, uh, <laughs> we, we have those again, but Cause it's like, it's the most accessible thing. And also I got some of the songs because I was like, these like electronic songs are cool, but 
But as soon as I saw that they were offering Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuits Rollin', I was like, I'm buying this song pack. <laughs> There's a Linkin Park sound pack. I bought it. Yeah. Was, yeah, because there, there's an OST of like EDM and it's yeah. like good, but it's not really like I had the same sort of thing. I was like, oh, these are fun. And then I was like, oh, because they they at least in the Oculus store right now, it's like it's promoted as Billie Eilish X uh, Beat Saber. I was like, oh, I guess I should play one of these Billie Eilish songs. Yeah. Oh, wait, Green Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Uh, but then it's also like because that was something that I was actually really into back in the like rock band days when they would have like band like song packs or like just like song packs of whatever popular yes. songs were available. And I'm just sort of like every musician that is not putting their song in Beat Saber in my mind is leaving money on the table. Let's get all, let's get, let's get Spotify or not, maybe not Spotify, uh, but or, you know, some get music labels. Pandora. Sirius XM. Pandora. Pandora. Let's get them in, in, in involved with, um, <laughs> with Beat Saber and let's get some tunes in there. Cause I know that people are modding it and adding mm-hmm. their own to like adding songs to it that aren't in the base game. And I would imagine that that's tricky to do if that's like, you know, if you're if you're not, uh, you know, somebody that knows how to do that. Um, like me, I wouldn't know. I'll, but I'll pay. That's the thing. It's like, give me the give me the goods and I'll 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 give you the I'll give you the cheddar. Well, because someone's also got to design a level for it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I was having it's like a fun thing to do. For just like a few minutes, like that's an easy yeah. one. If that's like my warm up to VR, honestly, because like if I was playing Super Hot, I wouldn't jump straight into Super Hot. I would start with Beat Saber and be like, "Let me get oriented within the space and like do, um, you know, one of these songs that I've never heard of before, and then um, like clear a level, and then get like, okay, that's done. I'm in VR now. Let's go, and then get back into Super Hot and be like, okay, I'm ready. Let's 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 rock." Yeah, this is a perfect like non-gamer game to intro the intro someone to like the concept of how you'd you'd interact with something in VR. Uh and and also it's like it has a very elegant and straightforward tutorial. It yes. just tells you exactly how it works. There aren't a ton of mechanics. It spells them out for you explicitly, and uh then you're good to go. How badass do you feel walking out of the way of a moving wall? I love it. It is cool. Yeah, I do like doing it. I will say I though that that like my glutes feel it the next day if I do a lot if I do a lot of songs in the in a row and I'm squatting. Yeah. Whew. But just the when the wall's coming at you and you just like casually walk to the side. Yeah. Right. You feel is pretty cool. badass even though it's just walking. Yeah, or just taking one step to the left or yep. right. I'll yep. do this. I don't know if you tried this. I'll move. I might leave my saber out though. And then the wall's catching some saber. And yeah. you're sort of feeling that. It was like, I don't even care about this wall. I'm yep. kind of, I'm, I'm destroying it. Who cares? <laughs> I feel like the money on the table is that all of the Star Wars experiences other than Vader, mm-hmm. like Vader Immortal, yeah. are basically somebody else saying, this is designed for a lightsaber. Why isn't there more lightsaber games? Mm-hmm, right. Like all like the mods that are available for uh, Blade and Sorcery or the like it's if I was Lucasfilm, all I would be working on right now is a full blown, huge world Star Wars experience. Yeah. With lightsabers. 
VR Clone Wars battle from episode two. There you go. Done. What was there? Yeah. Was there a good? Because I mean, that's the thing that we was crying out for. Was there a li- a good lightsaber game for Wii? Probably no. not good. There, I'm sure there was. There must have been something, right? Maybe Force Unleashed. But I don't know. You wouldn't have used a lightsaber in that way. There's- Rogue Squadron is an excellent Star Wars game in VR. Just, oh, mm-hmm. wow, there mm-hmm. it is. That's that's what we all want, except there's no lightsabers as far as I've gotten in the game. Yeah. It's just piloting the stuff, which, again, super cool. But don't we ask? All we want is the lightsaber. Does that make yeah. you sick, though? Me? Pi- like piloting in space? Uh, I, I don't really have a motion problem in VR. Okay. The only time I've had motion sickness is uh when you when you the locomotion in Blade and Sorcery can be set to just like regular D-pad style movement. Mm-hmm. And that m- gives me a little bit of vertigo when I'm like flying across a, a an arena and nothing is, you know, I'm not physically moving. Yes. But but the worst I got it was on Google Earth. Mm. When I turned off the setting that was like, this is provided for your comfort. And I was like, I don't need that. I turned it off. Yeah. (laughs) And when (laughs) all it all, the only thing it does is it creates tunnel vision when you're moving around on the planet. So like it'll white out all of the screen except for like right in front of you so that you're just seeing a little bit. And then once you land, it'll open it back up. Yeah. When you flip that toggle, it's, all of earth moving very quickly and you immediately are like oh no <laughs> <laughs> like, like a dog with its head out the window you're i mean they they're experiencing joy what you experience is a, a caveman on a tilt a whirl like you're like this <laughs> should not be happening to me right <laughs> that um because I, I I ask because I had an outer I had a space experience I did one of the ones that's yeah. not like a game but it's like a um it's just like a VR experience that you can do it's called Mission uh Mission ISS uh and uh, Mission ISS came out um in, in 2019 I'm already doing this bad uh, Mission ISS came out July 12 2019 uh, and it says take a trip into orbit and experience life on board the International Space Station in this Emmy nominated simulation learn how to move and work in zero gravity using your controllers dock a space capsule take a spacewalk and let real NASA astronauts guide you on the ISS through informative videos and images so I'm in my I'm on I'm standing up Mm-hmm. I have my Oculus on. I'm looking at my, you know, I'm within the spaceship and I'm floating around. I took it off immediately because I was like this. Oh, no, I, I already wow. I, like one second in. It was like, this is too much. This is because uh, you're you're sort of floating there and you like kind of moving like very subtly. But you're standing completely still and you're moving in a way that as human beings, you're not used to moving. So I was like, well, that's not true. This thing, what I'm seeing right here is, is impossible to my brain. And it's also not happening. I need to get this off. I, un- I uninstalled it immediately. I was like, wow. I, can't, I, I will never try this again. No. And I'm sure it's great. It's Emmy nominated, they said. What is it called? I'm going to add it to my list. Mission ISS. Mission ISS. Um, and it's just like a, a little experience. I, I didn't do very much. I like tried to move forward a little bit and like 
in the thing got turned around. So that was another thing that was happening is that like my field of vision was like spinning a little bit and it was just like, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. No, 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 no. So I'd be worried about playing the Mm. squadron game and doing like a barrel roll or something. And, you know, Mm. I don't know, falling over or something. (laughs) I, I played, I played, uh, uh, Rogue Squadron, yeah, no, no issue with uh, motion sickness. I also played a space, a, a known universe space simulator, which is just like, hey, if you want to see planets or stars or nebula, you can like, it's like Google Earth but space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and looking down and seeing infinity down is pretty wild because mm-hmm. you're just you're in space, so you look right. down and it's just space as far as you can see. And you look up and it's space as far as you can see. And that was a, that was a little disorienting, but there's no movement. It's just stationary. Yeah, really? That's, yeah. I mean, I wonder, that maybe wouldn't be so bad. Because if you're stationary, that seems like it could be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I'll tell you, that zero G, I'll never go to space. You heard it here first. I'm never wow. going. No matter how much think- Shatner begs me, I'm never going. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to wrap this up. I mean, I guess, should we have, it doesn't really make sense to do a review crew. I right. guess it's just. Review crew. Okay, it's our. <laughs> to the it's concept the- of VR. The, the the VR view crew, the VR view crew, the re VR crew. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess just like, do we, I, I don't want, I don't necessarily want to give this a rating because why, how, what the fuck would that even mean? I mean, what do ratings mean, period. But what if we give speed this ratings? What if we give speed ratings? Here's how it'll work, okay. right? Um, we don't have a maybe we were wrong. We just have uh I'm gonna. I'll, I'll list the games that we've talked about during the podcast. You just give me a score, a numerical score, and we'll go to the next one. Ready? Okay. Beat Saber. I'll give it an eight. Yeah, Beat Saber eight's eight's pretty solid. I really like eight. Though, if they add more uh, songs, I like. We can bump this baby up, but it's 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 rock solid. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Wow. Eight point five. All right. Super hot. That's a that's a clear ten as far as I'm concerned. I I love I love super hot. Nine for me. Nine point five. Wow. All right. Uh, Half Life Alex. I haven't played it all the way through. Uh, from what I've played, just a hundred out of ten. It's <laughs> <laughs> you. Your experience of playing it so far was picking up a marker and writing a hundred out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I also saw some robots. So it was pretty great. Okay, <laughs> and I fed a creature. Oh man, there was a part where you're just in another room and there's like a little creature, like and you, you can pick up anything. And I found his food and I shook it over the thing. Yeah, with, like I picked it up with my hand and shook it over the thing and he ate it. And I was like, fucking ten out of ten. Wow, this game. Um, what else have we covered? Um, what a, Virtual Boy. I said it sucked when I was a kid, and it probably still sucks. So I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'll give it a one. Um, I'll uh, I'll give it a six, just because I'm a virtual boy myself. <laughs> okay. 
I'll split the difference and give it a three. <laughs> I uh, winced at that. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Did we cover anything else, guys? Uh, Mission ISS uh, zero. Uh, I'll give that a zero for every G uh, that it has. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a zero for me, dog. Uh, Brink VR, I'll give 10 out of 10 because hearing my dad just go, wow, for 20, 30 minutes was, I'm, I mean, that, that's a, that's an experience you always want your dad to be able to have. Yeah. Yeah. Google earth. I'll give 10 out of 10 fascinating app. Uh, when you turn off that safety feature, zero out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) We're destroying the, uh, the well-documented spreadsheet. Yeah, these are unofficial scores. These are, these are not real scores. These are an yeah. asterisk score because this is not an official review crew. Nick, right. did we cover anything else? I think that was pretty much it. I, the only thing I want to say about Super Hot VR is that there's a moment where you step out of the simulation in the game and then you are, and I don't know if this is a thing that recurs, but you're in like a cramped like office with like an early 90s uh, desktop PC and the way you load the rest of the game is you pick up a three and a half inch floppy disk and put it into a, a PC. And then you have to take a VR headset in the game and pull it onto your face. And I was like, oh, this framing is very cool. And yes. this is like a cool little moment of interactivity uh, beyond, uh, you know, punching guys and shooting them. There's fun stuff to look at in that room, too. It, it, yeah. it, it tracks your achievements on sticky notes on on the wall, which is really fun. And then there's just like, I like fun, the sticky little, notes, yeah. fun little details. Yeah. Shall we ask a question? Shall we? Shall we ask a question? Shall we answer a question? Well, I guess I shall ask a question, which is whether we should answer a question. I'll answer it myself. Yes. <laughs> it's time for the question block. Ba-ding! This one's from Max Taylor on Twitter, uh, and they write, "What game genre has the most longevity in your life, or what kind of games do you find the easiest to go back to?" Uh, I mean, gen- like. Turn-based strategy? It's a boring answer, but but <sighs> it's like I, I do find myself always craving just like turn-based either grand strategic games or mm-hmm. more tactical games, like games where I can kind of take my time and think through each move. And usually they tend to be, you know, story light, so it doesn't necessarily take a lot to get in or out of one of them. Um, so I, I, yeah, I th- and I think that's also one where you can play an old turn-based strategy game and maybe there's some, some UI things that have aged a little bit, but overall, like mechanically it's, it, they still play pretty well in the same way you can still play checkers and you can still I, play. Yeah, you can. I feel like my answer to this is just going to be so fucking boring for the listener, which is just fighting games. You know, you can always go back and play sure. around a Street Fighter 2 if you if bars still existed and we could still go to them. Uh, and there's a Street Fighter cabinet. And I wasn't now aware of the idea of touching a thing that a million people have touched. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy. Pick up and play. Street Fighter 2. Virtual Fighter. Even Mortal Kombat. Good times. I I, about, I I sort of talk about a lot of different types of games that I like, I guess. But I, I think something that rings true is that whatever kind of game you would call like a God of War or a Prince of Persia, that's my favorite kind of game. I, I guess like an action platformer or something. Um, but like specifically where you're like a guy who has like a sword or something. Uh, so third sure. person action adventure platformer. Yeah. 
where Those you're are my a favorite. guy with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to be like a guy with like a sword, but like not like anything you've ever seen before. Like something like this thing's crazy. Um, sure. Cause like I've played, I've played like JRPGs throughout my life and stuff and like, but not as much as I've like, like anytime they were making Prince of Persia games, I'd be like, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. But those are just like two different kinds of, those are two different series, uh, God of War and, and Prince of Persia. But, uh, I, I, I love them. And I, I, I like, I'm trying to think of another one, like a more modern one that fits that example, but I can't think of one i'm just thinking of other like well, god of war okay you know wait 2018 oh yeah the newer god of war uh which is also fantastic which i can't wait for um ragnarok but i guess i would even throw in like the arkham games in there a little bit because like you're oh yeah sure not a sword necessarily but like those are like very action-based um and hell i guess even spider-man but that, that kind of like mechanic where you're just like a guy going around hitting stuff love it uh, I'll say a modern, a, 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 a not a modern genre. These have existed forever, but like one that I've gotten into more in recent years, and that I like that the the slower pace of and the limited interactivity in visual novels. Mm. I can always kind of have a visual novel going because it's just like it's a it's a it's a low in investment in terms of uh of of you know like having to learn a, a gameplay or whatever. I can just sort of like be I, I know I know how these work. And I can take them at my own pace. And it can be relaxing in the same way that uh, reading a book is. Although it's better than reading a book because it's a video game. You heard it here first, everybody. Books suck. <laughs> Fuck books. <laughs> video games rock. Video games forever. Um. Yeah. I, I, is the, I, uh, do we, I, do we, should we be encouraging people to do, to try VR? I don't yes. know. It is like a really cool experience. If you, if you, especially if you're someone who's played a lot of games and it's just like, or wondering what's next, it's, it's definitely appreciably different than a PS5 versus a PS4. You know, like it's like, it's not like an incremental advance. It's a new kind of experience with current hardware. The hardest part about playing VR is that it makes you sweaty. Yes. <laughs> like there's no every every VR experience I've had, I am my heart rate is elevated enough that my watch counts it as a workout, even if I'm just racing a car. Like if I'm sitting <laughs> stationary, my heart is beating so hard that my that my watch is like, oh, Either she's in danger or she's like you get the elevated heart rate notification. Yeah, uh, I've gotten that before. Yeah. 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 I get so, that when I'm like eating a meal. What? <laughs> <laughs> I get but, it when like my teacher calls on my name or something. <laughs> I get it when I make eye contact with somebody else's dog. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I would, I mean, like, I, I love it. I love it. I, it, I, it's, it's, it's barricaded me from playing other video games on my PC. All I want to do when I right. turn it on is play more VR. It's great. I wow. wish there was more stuff. Yeah. If anything, that's the bit, that's the biggest uh, negative right now. Aside from having to buy a whole new piece of hardware is that just like, yeah, there's just not a ton of stuff to play. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I wonder if I'll get the courage to play Resident Evil 4 VR. Probably not. It's, but I'm talking yeah. about it quite a bit, aren't I? And maybe I, maybe I will do it. Put my I money where my mouth is. 
Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAY. That's 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And hey, we have something very special planned for next week. Uh, Matt, do you want to tell people about it or should we keep it a little... Uh, keep it a little, a little mystery? Obtuse. I think so. I think, why don't we say next week we'll have a very special episode. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge.